Hi, I'm Marcus. And I'm Rami. And this is the podcast where we try and figure out what this podcast is about and what we're doing with our lives. This week, we're going to be talking to Sierra Peter, VP of Product and Design at Medallia, about all things work from home, booking a trip at the flip of a hat, and the great resignation. This was a really, really fun chat. Hope you enjoy it. Hey, there you are. Now we can. That is crispy. How are we doing, Sierra? Yeah, that's much better. Good. Now I get to back. Now I get to go back. You got your classy background. Love it. Yeah, I get to show off my accomplishments. I put up up wallpaper and I bought a lamp during (laughs) pandemic. That was it. Yeah, yeah. That was basically it. Job done. This is this is surprise room right now. Talk us through it. This is excellent. That's the uh, the projects. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The wallpaper. 100%. I almost yeah, got... so the, wall- the wallpaper was pretty difficult. Um, I enlisted the help of my parents, but uh, there's a great company called Flavor Paper, and um, they make amazing backgrounds. Like one of my favorites, they do like East Coast hip hop artists and West Coast hip hop artists. So you'll see like West Coast will be like E40 and Mac Dre, and it's like a very classy looking um, paper. You know, West Coast, East Coast to have Biggie and stuff like that. But uh, did that planted a garden uh one day i just decided to go out back and i i moved in this place like mm, six months before pandemic started and it had some like dead trees and bricks and one day i just went out there and i was like started pulling bricks out of the ground because it was like you know i started i was working with teams in india at that time and so i start my day at 7 a.m and it was 3 p.m and i'm like what am, i don't know what to do and i just to go start ripping <laughs> ripping bricks out of the ground and uh yeah, I learned to use some power tools. So it was pretty. That's pretty amazing. Yeah, was I, fun. I feel like you were taking your frustration out on the digital world on the physical one right there, just ripping bricks and power tools. Yeah. And the, uh, there's the dumpster is like, I can throw all the stuff over the wall. So I also did a little workout, like the maybe how crime. old school Olympians might do. And I don't know. I'm sure there was some kind of sport where you throw. A heavy object yeah like, like a shock put like that put. if you yeah. spin around before you do it then you're then you're legit yeah you, yeah, you just hope that you just hope that your neighbors aren't there <laughs> so we're not so I, let me do the let me do the welcome to the podcast this is so much better because on the last one there was like a five second delay and we couldn't even say hello to each other for uh first of all why don't we um i was trying to think about uh exactly when i met you so uh i was talking to rami about this last week do how did we meet there was uh, some company that was doing like networking meetups. I forget what they were called, what they were right. called, but basically they were, it was a company would sponsor. They'd say, Hey, I want to, I want to find buyers basically. Like right. I want to find some software buyers, potential buyers of my product. So they would put together a really nice dinner kind of networking conversation and just these people would get together. And so a former colleague of mine, she was one of their, she worked for them. She said, Hey, Sierra, you want to get some product people together? And, uh, your name came up. And, um, so yeah, I think we just met through like a networking dinner. It was super as well. Like, I, I can't remember the name of the company either. So I kind of in, but, but, uh, you know, <laughs> yeah. it was good though. Right. I feel like there's a couple of those companies that what they do is you end up in this like kind of nice chic venue with like eight to 12 people just kind of chatting producty stuff, you know, and have a nice meal and talk to people who are uh, in the trenches with you. I don't know. I, I kind of like those things, but anyway, yeah. It's that funny. was my. Yeah, like I wonder what the ROI, like, no, I mean, I'm not going to try to do math, but I wonder what the ROI of those things are. You know, there was this a long period of time, maybe I'll start again. There's this long period of time where none of that happened. Right. And I remember VC firms did it all the time. You know, they drop probably like four or $5,000 on one of these uh, dinners just to, you know, kind of build up their network and, um, I don't think they've happened in a, happened in a while. Right. That was actually like why I was so excited to talk to you guys because I realized I used to I used to net, probably do too much networking, you know, um, yeah. because it just became habit. But now I do so little, yeah. and I miss it. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Yeah. There was always something being in the city, like a product conference or something on during the week, or you know, yeah. 
I, I'm the same. Even uh, the last event I went to was like um, products that count. It was on mm-hmm. like, it was COVID had hit. I was not working at work anymore. And I still, you know, we, we kind of closed the office and I still went to this event, like on a Wednesday, it seems weird that I did that now, but it was like the last event. And everybody was like, I don't know what's going to happen. It's like a hundred product managers in a, in a bar. Uh, it's kind of like, yeah, I, well, I don't know. It's weird thinking I did that now. It's weird. But at the time, none of us kind of really knew. I don't know. Well, I certainly didn't know that it was probably the last networking event I would go to, you know? So, yeah. Yeah. Weird. Super weird. That's my memory as well. That that's I, I couldn't remember if we'd met beforehand because our companies work together on a on a kind of a, a product partnership. But I couldn't mm-hmm. remember if we met before that or after it or kind of what was. I do remember that the dinner as being as being the thing that kind of you we were sitting next to each other at the dinner and that's kind of how I got to know you. But anyway, yeah, you, you touched on something there. Tell us a bit about your career. So one of the things, uh, Rami, you might not have seen this. So so Sierra posted on LinkedIn. I want to say a year ago in the last 12 months, something like that uh, about her career and kind of what got her from, you know, not being in tech to being, you know, a VP of product. Uh, and it got something like half, half of it, 600,000 views, something like that in, wow. on LinkedIn. So, yeah. so tell, tell us your story and kind of tell us about that LinkedIn post. Yeah. Um, so I started working in the industry in 2008 and I'll talk about how I got into it, but I was in an organization with a lot of extremely accomplished people for their age. They just finished up their MBAs at Stanford and Cal and they were just like go-getters. I, I felt like an imposter because um, I went to art school and kind of like didn't have that pedigree and so I spent the first probably six seven years of my career being like just fake it till faking it till I made it fake it till I make it and it worked uh worked great I got a lot of promotions and opportunities and all that and uh I don't regret it but at some point I'm like okay there's this kind of persona of myself that was pretty far off from my actual personality Right. And I wanted to show that uh, I wanted to show that anyone, anyone, if they put their mind to it, can be successful. So my background is um, my parents are one of them is an immigrant and they're both artists. They were actually both professional ballet dancers. And so they um, they started their their ballet careers when they were 17, did amazing wow. things, travel the world um, with like. San Francisco Ballet and Dutch National Ballet, but wow. they didn't go to college. Really yeah. accomplished ballet. Wow, that's, that's wow. <clears throat> yeah, and uh, but they didn't go to college. We didn't talk sure. about like what's college, what's what's all that, and so uh, I I didn't I didn't really have a lot of aspirations there. I did well in school as a younger kid, but by the time I got to high school, I was like, oh, let's I don't care. So. Um, I had a fun college experience, but by the time I got out, I'm like, I have no idea what to do <laughs> with my life. And yeah. we were, uh, I'm thankful for everything. We were, we we're middle-class. We weren't like, we weren't poor. We didn't have, you know, I, you I, I, I won't, go, I won't yeah. go that far, but I'll <laughs> say like, I had to pay for, I had to pay for college. I had to pay for everything. Right. So right. in school I'd worked retail, um, I started working. I started working when I was sixteen. Uh, worked retail jobs at the mall. Did internships. I did that internship where I used AutoCAD in like nineteen ninety six. Um, but that was probably like the good, better job. I mean, I worked some really crappy mall jobs. I did, you know, promo jobs, um, hostess jobs. I mean, six dollar an hour type things that really just weren't. Uh, They're just kind of a waste of time. But I had to. And. Uh, and then I was fortunate when I was 21. I'm like, now I can be a bartender. So uh, I went <laughs> to dream. this bar. I, I, I went to this bar <laughs> called Plum Crazy Saloon in San Diego. It's not there anymore. Um, but I said, hey, do you guys need another Jello shot server? Like, I really want that. I just turned 21. And the manager's like, you've been coming here for two years. What do you mean you just turned 21? <laughs> anyway, they gave me a job. And I yeah. loved it. I was like, this yeah. is like entrepreneurial. I have to 
you know, invite people, build my own following. And I was able to, you know, start making a little bit of cash. And uh, I had my own night where I could do promos. And uh, it was a $2 drink night. And so I'm like, well, in order to do this, I want to build like a website. I want to build flyers and give them out to people. So that's when I got all this design stuff. Turns out it was the first thing in a long time. I was like, I was good at it. I was pretty good at it. And I had fun. I started building websites. I built a website for my cat. I mean, who knows? <laughs> I just started building websites. I'm like, this great, this great coding stuff. Ooh, I've, you know, and um, that inspired me to go to art school. And so <laughs> like the point I make there is just try, just trying things, trying, yeah. trying, trying. I kept pushing and pushing and working hard. Yeah. I didn't even know what I wanted, but I knew that, I had to keep working and trying. So anyway, fast forward and I uh, moved up here, went to art school at the Academy of Art and um, it was a good experience, but I thought I was going to go into advertising and um, advertising with creative was extremely competitive at the time. Right. Probably interviewed at like 10 places and, you know, didn't get a job. But during that time, I just took whatever opportunity I could. So one of those things was a friend of mine did a fundraiser and he um, needed some, he needed a website. He needed like a web designer. So I did that. And then six months later, he worked, he called me and said, Hey, you're, yeah, you do, you do design still, right? Um, we have a job on our, our team at Salesforce. You wow. want to come? That's so, amazing. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I didn't know what it was. Uh, not really. And I'm really into kind of making these websites for cats right now. So I'm not yeah. that up for it, but yeah. Yeah. Cats.com, um, I mean. <laughs> I'm busy. Actually, one of the websites that I worked on was, uh, we called it Metro Crush. It was like pre-Tinder. It was too early for, for its time. It was about the 30 and the 45 in San Francisco or like where all the kind of attractive people would be on the bus and it was like a misconnections for uh it was a misconnections for those buses but then i got the job to salesforce and the idea it died well let's not let's not have that in the episode let's keep that to ourselves just in case <laughs> was saying, no, yeah. it's like, uh... i'm sorry for i'm sorry for everybody who was on the 30 and 45 and didn't get to experience that technology um Amazing. But, so t- what was the, just, t- can we pause briefly? What was the tech? What the, how did it work? What was it? That's Oh, this Metro crush thing. Yeah. It was like, you choose, I mean, it's a website. This is 2007 yeah. where you say, which, but which bus was I on? Uh-huh. Um, and then like you would list a missed connection. Um, and you had the CCTV footage of everyone and on the like, bus. I was illegally. sitting. I was sitting on the bus, and our, our yeah. eyes met. But you so got it's location. And, yeah. yeah. So it's location based, and you'd say like what time you were on the bus. So it was technically it was like location based before the iPhone had apps. Yeah. So you know. Yeah. I, I could have been something. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. That's this was amazing. Uber. You were so close to being Uber right there. Uber, yeah. it's, it's like everything. It's a hybrid. Yeah. So I got hired as a contractor at Salesforce mm-hmm. and I was like, oh my gosh, these people are paying me like a living wage. Um, and I just started working my ass off. I was yeah. like, I was like, oh my gosh, who am I? Why am I here? And I just worked, 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 and also took advantage of the opportunity because there's this company 10X in size yeah. in the five years I was there. And it was just incredible so wow. that i mean yeah i know like kind of a long lead up but i just like to tell the story because i'm like no, yeah it's... i'm pretty normal i'm just kind of <laughs> like a person that because people would be like wow ciara you're so accomplished and like how do you do it i'm like i do it because i have been literally practicing and struggling for like 15 years and then finally like you know or 10 years since I was a teenager, like, um, you know, serving people ice cream, like, uh, <laughs> you know, yeah, just happened. It is. It's grounding. I love that. I love that. Yeah. Awesome. So, uh, you know, for our, so we didn't tell you this, so we are the 19th most listened to tech podcast in Ireland. Yeah. So for the, for the, so for that mass of Irish listeners, what do you do right now? Okay. Well, do you, first of all, let we can change my name to Kira. 
because I know that that's the appropriate Gaelic. Irish people would start. No, it's not the appropriate way, but I think I probably did call you that when I first met you. Yeah. I thought for sure. Um, So what do I do now? So I work at Medallia and we're customer experience company. So like a lot of people know Medallia for doing surveys, but really like the, the focus, focus has been on the analytics and kind of like, what do you do with that information over the last five years? Yep. So I have a, I have two jobs. <laughs> um, I, I don't know how I got, I just keep getting myself into this situation. <laughs> so one of my jobs is um, heading product for our employee experience product, right. which is, um, you know, there's employee surveys and all these things that have existed forever. There's also signals of what are you actually doing with your time? Who do you work with? Like all these different phases through what are you, what's happening in onboarding? How are you feeling right now? The weekly pulse. Right. Um, we have a crowdsourcing product so you can crowdsource ideas. So it's kind of like modernizing the employee experience piece. Um, so I lead product for that. But then I also kind of, uh, well, I also lead our global design team. A little hard doing two jobs, no doubt. Because <laughs> they're not adjacent, right? You know, if it was like, hey, here's one product and you're going to head up yeah. the designers of PMs yeah. for this one yeah. product. It's like, okay, we're kind of thinking, of, you know, doing the same thing. But um, yeah, I think, I've, I think I've gotten good at delegating. Yeah, you have to. We uh, <laughs> so, so the- she Conspiratorial. <laughs> <laughs> We are the second medallia person we've had on. So we had a mate of ours, Dave Lambert, on last week. He's from Australia, and okay. he didn't mention a single thing about medallia. He just talked about smoking meats on a Traeger barbecue. It was such a classy Aussie, uh, Aussie uh, interview that he talked for about 45 minutes around me, right? And it was literally about smoking meats, and that was it. In like, fairness, we called him up without any warning and just said, what do you want to talk about? First yeah. thing on his mind, so yeah. what has he been talking about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It yeah. wasn't. <laughs> guy i should say hi to him what does he what's he work on he's i think he's of- like head of anz now okay his name yeah. is dave lambert we, we'll um we'll connect you via via technology will <laughs> happen yeah we'll use i'm gonna yeah. i'm gonna name i'll yeah i'll name drop you guys because Dude. actually interestingly enough anz one of my pot one of my products is like especially popular popular there and i want to figure out why is it dreamweaver uh-huh. 2.0 <laughs> next so it's gonna be huge metro crush isn't it can, can we go back to the employee experience story because i the sort of data you must be seeing across like in aggregate I, I don't know what sort of data you can see but is it teaching you something about the employee experience mm-hmm. yeah well it's really like so there's a couple things it looks for one is uh is it, it one is diversity inclusion? So there are certain basically everything starts with a survey, right? Like the company, like Medallia, be like, no, we don't. We're not like a survey company. Like don't start there. But like a lot of it is. I mean, you have to start with data, right? And right. a lot of that data comes from a survey, right? So you'll have these like fifty questions on an employee survey. If it's more frequent, maybe you'll have like five. But think of just anyway. Think of like the. the, the twice twice annual survey yeah 50 questions and like maybe five themes within those questions you know sometimes you get in and ask the same question over and over again so it looks for trends there but it also looks like within the population so for example um how are women you know how are women rating this particular um you know area versus versus men or you know certain populations there's a lot of like confidentiality that you have to Right. Think about when it comes to this, which is very different from a customer survey, because, um, you know, you don't want managers to find out who's saying that. But I mean, that's one thing. There's another thing like employee experience starts before you actually become an employee. Right. So it's like during the recruiting process, uh, we have products called like one of them is called Zingle, which was an acquisition, which is a SMS. So we think about like, how do you, how do you actually reach people at the, at the right way at the right time? So if you're just starting an interview process, you're not going to want to take an email survey. It's like, 
you guys call me up. You want me to talk to you. And now I have to fill out an email survey. Like, and how honest are you going to be at that stage anyway? You're trying to either get a job or you're not interested. I mean, I feel like you're not in, yeah. you know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it can be, um, that can be pretty annoying. But uh, yeah, so um, kind of helping people, like actually, so what we do with that product, is not even a survey product. It's uh, we send you like, hey, can we help you? It's like a conversation. Can we help you find the place, things like that? Um, but then you'll get asked a question at the end, right. um, attrition, like, or when you're leaving a company. Um, so you want to look across the whole spectrum, basically right. at what's happening at what's happening throughout that time. I think the most interesting thing is, um, concept of organizational network analysis, uh, which basically takes data from your email um, from your calendar used to be like badge data and anonymizes it. And sort of when you match that up with your survey data, you can really find out a lot of, a lot of interesting things. Super who, interesting. Works, who works together? Um, who are the actual influencers in the organization? Right. Why is this person working with all of these, um, you know, this person works with these people, but they're not in the org together. Should there be a reorganization? What kind of like skills are put together? What kind of skills are put to, are your, is your team composed of? Um, which you can get from like a competencies questionnaire. What kind of skills is your team made of? Is everybody homogenous and exactly the same? Um, what days, and here's interesting about hybrid, like, um, based on who you actually interact with, you know, maybe your scrum team or something and not your org, what days should certain groups come into the office Yeah, brilliant. versus others? Like yeah. if you're going to come in twice a week, um, where do we, where, where do we put people in hoteling desks? Right. So, uh, we need that right now. <laughs> literally everyone's starting you to work out. You guys are going to the office. Yeah, everyone's starting to work. We're literally trying to work out. Tuesdays, Wednesdays, we're negotiating. Which team should come in? How are we going to do this hybrid thing? What's uh, what's what's the Stripe story, Rami? Like Google just announced this week that everybody's coming back three days a week. Good news, everyone, three days a week. What what's Stripe? Doing? Yeah, all, all the fangs, I think, are doing like compulsory RTO three days and they're setting the pace. Stripe has not done a compulsory RTO. We're all still mm-hmm. remote and voluntary in the whole thing. Yet, mm-hmm. yes, last week was the first time I went back in the office and it was like being back at school. Literally kind of like you, a gazelle walking not sure in. Not sure should be drinking beer or should How do I log in? <laughs> How do I line up at the kitchen? Uh, but you just like all of the things around hybrid, working through them, norms, uh, we're all relearning, literally relearning everything. Right. Um, here's, here's a weird thing about, here's a weird thing about going back to office. So <laughs> I haven't been back to an office yet. I think we might reopen in April. But I think the strategy is going to be like, I went to a social event a couple of weeks ago and I saw somebody I had, I knew and I hadn't seen in several years and uh, we started chit-chatting and he goes, yeah, yeah, I know it's kind of, it's kind of awkward. Like nobody's like talked in person. So don't worry about it. And I was like, I didn't even realize I was being awkward. So, um, yeah, yeah. And so my strategy when we go back to office and especially yeah. like, I haven't even met so many of my colleagues in person. Oh, yeah. so I started working yeah. there a year ago. Yeah. My strategy is going to be just pretend it never happened. I was yeah. like, yeah. hey, what's up, Bob? Hey, how was your hey, weekend? <laughs> yeah, cheers to the coffee kind of thing. There was I don't a know lot what, of, else, there I don't was know so what else to do. Hey. Or like, what happens when you're in a room with people? Like, where do you look? What yeah. did we used to look at? Like, That's crazy. You know what? The, a couple of people who I've met, I've met a couple of people once or twice during the pandemic uh, who are new hires and the thing that freaked me out was the side of their head. I know that I did. It was weird because you're used to this, but I was sitting next to them and they were eating a sandwich and I looked over and I was like, that's weird. This is, you know, it was like, I just wasn't expecting you to have a side profile. Like that's so crazy, isn't it? Like, you know. Most requested feature on Google Meets is give me the height. Show me the height of the guy next to it because that's the biggest, like you get there. Yeah. Seven foot giant. And, uh, and I get, I've met some people and I get, I've got, I get, I get this. I've got always gotten this is you look tall. You're t- much taller in person than I thought. And I'm like, well, what do you mean? What it like, 
What, is, what does a short person act like? Yeah. And, and, and you're like adjusting your camera angle to be right on the floor now just to give you the full. God, go. everyone, I have a presence, okay? Like, I have a physical presence. And I'm very charismatic. It Here was, I am. It was fun being back in the office. I got the, the pleasure of kicking someone out of a meeting room. That's how fun Ooh. it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're proper it was, back. That's it was proper. back on. It, yeah. was, re- oh, it yeah. was really on. It's Everyone's on. scrambling. Oh, excuse me. Oh, sorry. Me. Yeah, oh, sorry. No, you got two minutes. You're fine. I'm not ready for that yet. I'm, yeah. I'm, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Can we go back one sec to the two, th- uh, two, two strands on your, your uh, employee experience? One is AI for reorgs. I love the potential of being able to go, oh, he's who's talking to who. Therefore, your org should look like this. I yeah. mean- you know, at the rate of some reorgs and some companies, we could we could do it much more efficiently. That It'd sounds be a weekly thing. Yeah. It would be. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> already is in some places we worked at. So yeah, uh, that sounds super cool. Uh, the other is, I'm wondering what the data's looked like over the last two years. Is it like a Richter scale where it's just like an earthquake and it's all over the place? You know, great resignation style. Yeah, well, people try. People are trying to figure out why people are leaving, and I think they're just seeing different trends. It's it's like, for example, um, communication is an interesting trend. Um, people say they don't feel connected to the organization because you don't have as many all hands, right? Mm-hmm. Like you're not in the same place. And so it's interesting. I found like companies are having, when they start to dissect it and they see the information, they start to see that they're just having fewer meetings and having fewer all hands and just far less communication in general doesn't really doesn't really inherently make sense because you can schedule as many meetings but I think it's part of it's people are taking advantage of like reclaiming their time I love that um Maxine Waters she's like I'm reclaiming my time so people are reclaiming their time but also some of the things that some of the things we saw is like common practice like you got to have one-on-ones with your people every week like it's pretty easy to just whoop erase the, you know, just kind of magically silently remove something from your calendar. Um, you don't have those in-person connections. Um, so that, that's a pretty interesting one, but, um, you know what, I'm going to tell you guys the truth. You know why I work on HR products and employee experience products, because being an employee going through HR process just sucks. Like it's like the worst part of the job. Yeah. And so my whole thing, like I worked at a company before we were early stage startup and we had investors from the gaming industry and they're like, you got to get people daily active usage. And I'm like, hold on. People should not be interacting with HR software on a daily basis. <laughs> like if they do, then they have a problem. And so, and it really like influences what you're going to design. Cause like, rather than, right. you know, building notifications, trying to get people into this app that really was like more of a monthly or quarterly usage app. Um, we folk, like once I was able to convince the team that we should maybe change our metric, then we focused on like, reminding people what to do when they came back. And that's great. So like what I'm, what I'm really thinking about, yes, there's interesting data and I'm not trying to like dodge the question, but what I'm really thinking about is like, how do we make it so simple for people to just do this mandatory HR stuff that is never fun. So like we're built, we have a 360 feedback thing we're building and like, it's such a commodity, but we're thinking about, Like what we're building is, can you do a conversational 360 where it says, um, hey, Marcus, uh, we see that you work, you work with Rami. How can you like, uh, do you want to, can you answer a couple questions? And I might say, here's question one, rating scale, one to 10. Like you might just pick a, pick a thing. Feel free to run it now. Just move on with your life, right? Run run the survey now as a perf. I like to see this real time, just, just in case you. (laughs) Yeah. Or, um. Or another thing that is interesting, uh, another thing that's interesting is like video feedback. So we have a video, we have this video technology and um, video feedback is kind of weird in the HR sense, but something that we found is like, actually it's really democratizing because we have people that work on the front lines. Like you think of employee experience and performance management, stuff like that. You think of it for desk workers, 
but these our customers have all these people that are on the front lines so they have a combination of the desk workers and in person workers and what we found is that with video feedback um non-english speakers um i think people like spanish i think it was a spanish-speaking cohort they used to have to have a translator come in and talk to every individual and that was super expensive because um these were hourly workers. So there was a lot of turnover there. So you, so not only was it expensive, but you didn't really get feedback from most people because they worked there for eight, nine months, something like that. So what video allowed them to do is actually um, give their feedback to the company and then it transcribes it. And then it pulls out text analytics to see the trends there. So those are, those are the things that, those are the things I think are interesting is just make it dead simple. Uh, tell people the trends about themselves because no matter how good 360 feedback is, people aren't going to be, they're not always going to be honest because they, you know, politics. Right. But you can still kind of read between the lines. You can see, you know, sentiment. You can kind of understand trends. I think that's pretty interesting. And um, yeah, just like, automating a lot of it that, yeah. that I would find to be pretty innovative and exciting. Pro perf or anti perf every three months. Um, my personal point of view. Yeah. I am. I am. Pro, okay. I'm pro perf every three months because. Well, I'm pro actually my favorite, the best thing that I ever did was like, uh, sort of did like monthly conversation and it was like upward and upward and downward feedback and you'd answer a couple questions. So I actually am like pro monthly, honestly, because, um, a lot of managers, a lot of managers aren't trained or maybe they just don't think that that aspect of management is important. And I think it forces the conversation. Um, no matter how good we get at coaching managers, like you can't coach, you can't coach everyone. And especially someone has a team of, you know, some sales leader has a team of 25 people, or maybe an engineering leader, like maybe they don't have the best interpersonal skills. Um, not, not to generalize. No, not I a am, stereotype. Yeah. I am totally stereotyping, but I'm not, I mean, pro, yeah. Product managers were on the fence too. Sure. But, um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, they're, they're just not going to naturally do that. So sometimes right. you need a script. Sometimes you feel, sometimes people just feel awkward, especially new managers who get promoted slightly above people who they were their peers. Right. I know that when I became a manager for the first time, there were a couple of people on my team that were really kind of the same level and, you know, different experiences. And I felt pretty weird coaching them at all and asking them questions at all. So I think sometimes for new managers, frontline managers at, has to be forced so i do i am pro i am pro frequent i am pro frequent conversations i think the annual review we all know the annual annual review is for compliance purposes yeah it's yeah awesome tell me uh, going back to some of the stuff you're talking about about uh digging stones from your garden and throwing them over the fence and, and decorating your house. Talk, it, one of the things you said that you, you could talk about would be like some work from home hacks. I'm really keen on, on what those hacks might be. So what are some of the things that, that have kind of you, you've discovered? Yeah, no work from home hack is uh, just kind of surprise people every once in a while with something. <laughs> so like show up, show up in a, show up in a onesie, for example, um, it kind of gets the conversation going. Um, yeah. I, dress, I, I mean, I dress down so much, but I'll say like, I did a presentation. I did a presentation for the product organization yesterday. I put on a collared shirt and it felt great. Like this is a little bit deeper than just how to work from home, but it's right. back to what we we're talking about where we don't see people. Yeah. Like, I don't have anyone telling me, like, I don't have anyone saying, like, Sarah, you're awesome. Or, like, yeah. sometimes you work on things that you just have to do as part of your job, and you don't necessarily get to do some things that you really enjoy doing. So, like, I'm finally getting to focus a little bit on product-led growth um, in my job, but it's been a while. So I did a talk on it, and I 
put on a collared shirt. I did my hair and my makeup and I just got ready and I just came with confidence and like, I don't usually do that. Usually I'm just kind of sitting here like, yeah. <laughs> you know, whatever, like you guys, like you guys just, whatever, yeah. whatever. We're cool. Like we're cool. I'm doing my job. We have, you know, we have trust. We like each other, but um, yeah. I'm thinking back, like what are, sometimes we have to remind ourselves that there are things we like doing that we're good at that aren't part of our job. And we kind of have to force it, I think in the work from home scenario. So that just yesterday, just getting ready, coming with confidence. I don't stand here. I sit here, you <laughs> yeah. know, I sit yeah. here like next to the cat litter and like the door. Um, and Best so in the house. Yeah. It's forcing, yeah, it's really, it's forcing it. Um, but another thing that I think about is uh, I live in a loft. It's just a big space. And sometimes, okay. Like sometimes we don't want to go to work, but it's like, the worst when you're kind of in your workspace and then you wake up some, I mean, sometimes I wake up and I'm just like, ah, <laughs> like I wake up and I'm in the office pretty yeah. much. And um, so I've been working a lot on just kind of creating that separation. And I know it's not easy for everyone. It's not even easy for me because it's one space, right. but I take, I'm taking extra effort to create that separation in kind of like not bringing the computer upstairs and being super specific about that. Right. Um, you know, that, that's something, that's something that uh, work works for me. And I think here's another one. We forget that we used to commute and we used yeah. to take all this time. And um, I think that a lot of people experience guilt for um, like, let's say you have an hour commute. So you used to wake up 7am, spend a half hour getting ready, you know, depends on what you're, maybe you have a kid, kid situation, but you're kind of doing something for an hour, getting prepared. Then you have an hour to drive. Then you're in the office and you kind of like waste some time during the day. You're like chatting yeah. with people. It's not a waste. And you don't of time. even realize it, right? You're like, yeah. yeah. And so, and then by the time you get home, it's six or seven o'clock. Yeah. And we don't have to spend that much time on work, the, yeah. like on the whole work day these days. And yeah. so I really encourage people like my regular work is like, I work from seven to three. I take a break and either go to the gym or take a nap or something. And then I come back online and uh, do an hour of email, but I don't feel bad about it. Yeah. That's, I mean, more work time than we used to spend when we're in the office. And so like, I'm just a big proponent. I just tell people, yeah. I just tell people like, just go offline. Um, and I try to be really conscious of when I'm scheduling for people on my team, because if they have a big block, an empty block, like I'm, I, I refuse to be that manager to just plops a one-on-one in the middle, in the of, middle <laughs> of a three hour work block. It's so yeah. Yeah, it's so unproductive. Yeah, so. super interesting. Yeah, I remember it, one of the one of the things I remember you telling me was uh, when we met was you went on this amazing vacation uh, that you had like you basically this is my memory of it. This is probably totally wrong. You basically saw a photo of like out the window of a restaurant. I feel like it was Tibet or something, or like there was a beautiful mountain in the background, and you're like, you just called. <laughs> You just you basically like went online and just booked flights there immediately and took a vacation there. So I have this thing of, you know, travel is a big is important to you or something that you used to do before. So yeah, first of all, is my memory right at all? But I thought that was one of your stories when we when we went for that dinner. Your memory is totally right. Great. So I'm gonna find a, <laughs> um, I'm gonna find a picture here. Um, was it Tibet or it was somewhere with it was Nepal? Nepal. It was Nepal. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So I saw a picture. I recreated it myself. This is the recreation, but basically, this is a photo I saw online. Wow. And I was like, I was like, I don't know what this place is. I'm going there right now. I have, I have <laughs> to go there. Um, and I looked it up, and this place was because uh, I don't. I mean, okay, I'm an only child. I am an independent person. Yeah. I have a lot of friends and I have people that I can travel really well with, but like, yeah. 
I'm an introvert too. 51% introvert, 49% extrovert, and I need my alone time. So I prefer solo travel unless there's some, you know, we're going to a party or like something else. Yeah. Sometimes I just need to be alone and experience things. And I hadn't gone on a trip for a while. And uh, yeah, so I went to Nepal and this resort, this place was amazing. It was like kind of a you could pick your, pick your own adventure. So like some people, there's like a, uh, newlywed adventure. There was like a spa adventure, a yoga adventure. And, um, I picked the spa one. Cause I was yeah. like, no brainer. I, brainer. I mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it was, um, so one of there, there are a couple profound things that happened there. So one is, so anyone thinking about traveling, like, if you're going to kind of a bougie place in Nepal, basically, if you can't, if it's this time of year and you can't see the Himalayas super clearly, the place is going to be empty. Like people <laughs> who travel there, no. So I happen to be there. I don't care. So I happen to be there when all the kind of people that knew this secret, you know, three of the days it was foggy. The place is pretty empty. I met with this Ayurvedic doctor and Cause they give you a doctor on the first day and they kind of recommend your program. So Dr. Roshan uh, and I met and he figured out what my, uh, my Ayurvedic kind of like energy is um, uh, Southeastern philosophy. So he's like, stick out your tongue. Okay. Let me see this. Let me see your eye. Uh, so there's like a Vata, a Pita, and I forget what the other one is energy. Um, so he said, and I was deciding on like a new job and I was kind of in flux. I'm like, I don't know what to do. He's like, well, you're, you're uh, pizza, basically pizza's fire. And he goes, and you have some air going in there too. So like, you're a hot mess, like <laughs> it's like total combustion. And, um, so Instant he recommended, yeah. So he, uh, recommended this program for me and it was pretty cool, but I actually, uh, ended up. I ended up getting a tattoo of Ayurvedic herbs that were, that are good for the pizza, which are calming, uh, which are, which are calming to those who have a natural kind of fire energy. Um, but the week was amazing. I mean, he just kind of like followed me around because he didn't have, he didn't have other people to work with. And we just tried stuff. They're like, you want to try Reiki? Okay, sure. Why not? (laughs) Do some yoga. Okay, why not? And then uh, there was a sound, sound bath, a sound healing kind of thing. And I go in this round metal room. This guy walks in, doesn't speak a word of English. He kind of examines me. He's like 120 years old. I mean, I don't know what's going on. And he places these bowls on top of me as the ones that were like, sounds. And this guy was such an expert that like, uh, you know, you guys are going to think I'm crazy. That's okay. I'm (laughs) in there and I'm like stressed out about stuff. And, you know, everyone's stressed out about something. You have these things going through your head, like some annoying thing. And as he's sort of doing his program, with this bowls, the energy is going through me. And like, I'd have these annoying thought and it would just pop out of my head and never came back again. Whoa. It was like such a cool experience. And I wasn't, I wasn't even going there for a spiritual awakening. Honestly, I was going there for good Instagram pictures. <laughs> hey, it is I what need, it is. Two for one. I need that person to live in my garage here with me. So that I feel like I need a daily cleanse or something. If we, but, we funny you should that. mention that Rashan's next door. She's about to bring him on screen right now. Hey, I <laughs> yeah, there he is. Best I hired him full time, and uh, now that's why I'm still working. I just got to pay for this guy. Yeah, exactly. No, but that was great. I mean, yeah, I, yeah, I did something like that in Iceland too in 2015. Uh, Who? It five it was five days before, and I'm like, where can I go? And um, I just went to Iceland. Yeah, and, that's know. fantastic. You know what I, I do though? My secret. What? Is that I do like the touristy tours? Yeah. I didn't You've do it in to. Nepal, but like in Iceland, I'm like, ooh, let me do the uh, glacier tour, and like yeah. I get on a bus, you know, and I then- wanted drive a four by four over a glacier and and do that did you go into the I, I, we were there in 20 
17 or 18 uh in re- did you do the like into the glacier walk around yeah super cool so yeah but you have to. yeah you're a tourist yeah a tourist. exactly like yeah. you know make I mean, it's like a lot of people make it seem like oh i got a jeep and i figure this out myself no, <laughs> no. where am i gonna get these like Somebody put a wristband on me so I didn't get lost. They put me. Yeah, like, oh, I'm just happen to be carrying an ice pick. No, I'm in the guy's van. Yeah, yeah. That Reykjavik's fantastic. Did you do yeah. the the photo? Yeah, I bet you have the photo of you with the two continents as well. You can see the two plates, the tectonic plates. Do you, did you see? No. Okay. No, I missed that. That was, that was another photo op. We've got she that was, one. So. She was in the spa, mate. What are you talking about? Yeah. <laughs> I missed that opportunity. I was sorry. I was inside the volcano. Yeah. My wife was like seven months pregnant when we were there. She was so miserable. And it was a work trip. Uh, so, but yeah, she was a, she was a, what a sport, but yeah, it was, uh, volcanic ash is great for the, yeah, yeah. I have one thing though. I think the blue lagoon lagoon is overrated. Um, I left there with very dry skin. Oh, good. My Kelly, my wife would be delighted to hear that because she couldn't do it because she was pregnant. So, oh, that's great. That's great. Yeah. No, she's better off. Total gimmick. Good stuff. Good stuff. Have, okay. have you had the equivalent of the drop of a hat go somewhere in the last two years during the pandemic? You no. Come? So uh, I've been I've been blocked three times by uh, whatever. So first one, I was going on a trip to Thailand. So there was a uh, I love vegan food. It was I was going on a vegan Thailand tour to three three cities. It was going to be amazing. Everything was booked. Oh my gosh! April twenty twenty pandemic hit didn't happen okay following year my friend who is like a fitness entrepreneur she had a trip in mexico and i ordered i had to get a passport renewal passport renewal took uh four months with expediting Mm. arrived five days uh after the trip and then um i was supposed to go to dubai in february or like last month yeah about a month ago and um you know just all kinds of bad things some terrorist activity in addition to pandemic and so that trip got canceled so i'm just kind of like i mean i haven't been everywhere i used to go to india and israel for work uh every six weeks when i worked at Gainsight because we had we had a our offices were in tel aviv and hyderabad and then also like the rest of the travels so it's been an adjustment, but I'm kind of like, you know, something's telling me just maybe to just wait it out a little bit more because yeah. it's failed three times. So <laughs> yeah. I'm just going to chill. You know, was, maybe just stay in a for a while. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just going to chill until not, I'm not going to force it. Yeah. Makes sense. What about traveling the U.S. though? If you don't like we, we did a bit of a road trip and some small things, but you know, I Where guess. Did you, where'd you go? We went to the amazing St. Louis, Missouri. My wife is from St. Louis, so there was a reason to go there. But we drove. It was really cool, actually. We drove for, you know, we would drive on the weekend and stay in Airbnbs on the way so I could work during the week. Uh, and we did that in the end of 2020. It was the best trip. It was like a three-month. took us like six weeks to get there and six weeks to get back. It was super. Yeah. That was so cool. Yeah. I haven't seen, prior to that, I hadn't seen any of America, right? So it was kind of my... You know, I was blown away by all of this landscape, you know? So, yeah. Yeah, that, <laughs> that's, ama- that's amazing for you if you hadn't been uh, been through there. Yeah, for sure. Cool. No, it was good. We did it the long way as well. We weren't just on the highways the whole time. It was great. It was, I really recommend it. Remy's <laughs> looking at me like I have two heads. What's wrong, Remy? I like how you prefaced the went to St. Louis, Missouri, because my wife's parents are there. That's the reason we went. We, we had a reason, just in case not, wondering. Well, St. Louis yeah. is... <laughs> St. Louis is, I don't know. Yeah. It's a great spot, you know, but I think that once you've done the arch and stuff and yeah, there's, ah, I'm going to have to cut all this out now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't so know. The- I still have to go to Miami. I've never been to Miami in my life. It's so weird, but everyone. I want to go to Miami. I've never been there as well. Group trip. Well, Let's do it tomorrow. Time for that. We can all retire there. It'll be fine. We can all, you, it'll be, we'll all be there at some stage. Yeah. In, maybe South Beach isn't the place to retire. Let's do a group trip. Drop group drop trip of the hat tomorrow. Let's start a company. Show we need a photo. photo. When our what's our app that we're doing is going to take off? When we do the missed connections on Metro, 
when that takes off, we'll all, we'll have our first offsite in Miami. Yeah. Okay. Sounds good. It's a deal. <laughs> uh, Sierra, I'm, if there is there anything that you wished we talked about tonight that we didn't get it, that we didn't waffle our way into? Uh, I'm conscious of your time and I'm conscious of all of our bedtimes with, with mornings and oh, things like that. No, I don't think we, I don't think we missed anything. No, yeah. But this is a great conversation. This was a lot like of fun. Slagged AutoCAD enough, if I'm honest with you. <laughs> I just don't feel like we've really dug gonna, in the heels. Do you want to do your, do you want to do your, this or that uh, uh, thing? Remy, Remy has this patented. He asks all our guests, uh, this or that question. Do you going to do it, Remy? No, it's your, it's your, no, no. I'm going to do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was giving me shit before he came on because he's very territorial about this. Uh, I've got a couple of quick fire questions uh, for you, Ciara, just to see how you feel about some things. It's only three or four of them. Uh, Here we go. Architecture or coffee? Coffee. Uh, Box or OneDrive? I'm going to plead the fifth here. (laughs) It's a commodity. They're all the same. Okay, that's a good answer. Uh, zero to one or one to, or or one to one hundred. Uh, zero to one. Marcus or Remy? That's one we always ask. Both. Come on. People you, always say that. You guys it, are a commodity. I can't compare. <laughs> we're, we're a commodity. commodity. We're the same as box and one drive. Who cares? <laughs> I can't compare. You're all the same. It's been really great talking to you again. I really appreciate you coming on. And uh, yeah. I, I know how busy you are. You've got two, literally have two jobs <laughs> at the same company. So I appreciate taking the time out of your week. And yeah, um, yeah, it's been great. Yeah. It's, thank you guys so much for having me. I, I watched your, like I watched a couple of these before. And and you still came on. Your banter <laughs> I don't watch, pod, I don't listen to podcasts, honestly. So I'm, I'm like, what are you guys, what are people talking about? Like why, why are people doing podcasts? I can't dog. imagine why anyone would listen to people just talking. <laughs> and uh, I have to say that I did not experience that watching oh, this. Oh, that's so, nice. Thanks. Yara. I think you guys yeah. might make it to number 17 in the <laughs> Irish After this market. episode, at hopes, here's hoping. Up yeah. To the right. <laughs> yep. We'll get there. We'll get there. Uh, really appreciate it. Uh, all right. All right. We'll talk to you later. Have a great Thank night. You guys. Great Bye. to meet Bye. you. Bye now. Bye. Uh, yeah. I can't believe we didn't make any NPS jokes. Like, yeah. You know, would you recommend being on a podcast to your friend? Like we didn't, we made zero NPS jokes. How's that possible? Because uh, we're not prepared. Because <laughs> we're, we're, we're on, you know. Ah, I got it. Yeah. I had, I had NPS versus hats just as one. I flipped it over to you and no, you I gave me nothing. No, it's yours. It's yours. It's yours now. We, I blew it. I, it was, <laughs> everyone will see this now and be like, oh, Rami's the king of which this or that. <laughs>